This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. It's something for the weekend time. Joining me uh, to uh, catch up on things, Mr. Chris Budd. Welcome back. Hello, sir. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm out and about in America at the moment, uh, in New York, and we had some, uh, well, I had some mic issues in the last recording, so uh, didn't put that episode out, which would have covered the uh, the Liverpool game. I've tried to rescue it, I was going to re-record it, but I'm, you know, kind of on holiday, and uh, it would just be a nightmare to re-record my section of an hour podcast, so uh, apologies for that if you were waiting for that. Uh, we will... Uh, catch up on that the Liverpool game and bunch it in with Norwich and uh, also Burnley in the next main show. How are you, Mr. Bud? I'm very well. Thank you very much. A year older today, so... Is it your birthday, is it? It is my birthday. Yeah, that's why you turned up for this podcast, not the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, older and wiser and all that, so a uh, busy weekend ahead, hopefully. COVID yeah. committing and all that. Yeah, the last podcast, uh, there was just me and Phil, so you haven't missed anything, uh, listeners, uh, with that one <laughs> with that one not being uh, released. Well, happy birthday, uh, Thank Mr. you very Budge. much. And how is the Big Apple? Uh, yeah, no, it's been all right. I've kind of, uh, the first weekend I was here, I kind of jumped into a double header of sports uh, last Sunday when I saw the Milwaukee Bucks play the Knicks and just kind of walk through them uh, without uh, much trouble. And then saw the Nashville Predators beat the Rangers in the ice hockey at night. So you get to see the basketball turn into ice uh, within the space of a few hours, which is uh, quite something. They know how to make money here. Yes. And uh, I did pop in to see uh, the New York Villains, which I will do for the Burnley game as well, uh, for the Liverpool game, which uh, was good. Shout out to uh, 
Kirk and uh, Sam, and it's a good setup that they've got there. So if you're ever in New York, do head uh, head down to the Football Factory at Legends, uh, and uh, you'll see a massive Aston Villa flag downstairs, cordoning off uh, their own very own Villa section. I'm surprised it's only a flag that cordons them off because uh, there's Chelsea uh, fans uh, next to them. So uh, personally, I would have like a steel wall and uh, decontamination chamber that you've got to pass through. Armed police. (laughs) Yeah. Right, uh, we're going to catch up uh, just on this game at uh, the post-press conference. A lot of doubt whether this game is going to take place or not, uh, which gave me a good excuse not to put this podcast out as well. But uh, we thought <laughs> we thought we would uh, run with it uh, quickly. So uh, we'll get into the Burnley game. Fingers crossed that it actually happens. Uh, but first of all, we like to catch up on things uh, with a Villa Minute. This week's Villa Minute is sponsored by uh, Patek Philippe. Just in time for something sparkly for Christmas. Oh, so you're going to be giving away your freebies to uh, family members, are you? Uh, not exactly. You can cheap pass. No, these are collectibles, <laughs> maybe. You don't give them away. <laughs> right, anyway, let's see if it can record a minute. Three, two, one, go. After the huge win against Leicester and the spirited defensive performance at Anfield in defeat, getting three points off Dean Smith at Carrow Road was the order of the day. Positive COVID cases compromised both teams and Gerrard also had to deal with the absence of one of his best performers with Marvellous Nakamba now out with a long-term injury. The big question though was Sanson. Injured again or did he have COVID again? Villa dominated Norwich in the early stages without being able to make the early breakthrough until young Jacob Ramsey took the opportunity to become a man. Picks the ball up in his own half, drives and following a quick interplay with Watkins on the halfway line, surges through the Norwich defence keeps going and going and going before thumping a left foot thunderbolt into the top corner. Superb. It's surely a contender for Villa's goal of the season and will take some stopping. In the second half, Chuck Mueca comes off the bench to deliver a killer pass for Watkins, who seals the game with a close-range tap-in. It's four wins in six for Steven Gerrard. Is this the start of Villa being able to get routine wins? With Omicron causing havoc across the country, the festive run of games is now under threat as multiple games are called off across the Premier League. Villa going to Burnley at home with a chance to pull towards the top six positions if the game even goes ahead. Will it be a Merry Christmas for Gerrard's villains or will Omicron cancel the party? Ooh. Christmas hanging by a thread. Uh, There's the Christmas, two-part Christmas special coming up shortly, which I will be editing over the next couple of days. So uh, look out for that. festive fun guaranteed or your money back right uh steven gerrard's press conference just dropped uh first of all before we get into the covid debate uh injuries uh, ashley young 50 50 keenan davis is injured or is it covid morgan sanson is out uh, al ghazi is out so they've got to be covid cases uh sanson al ghazi i believe steer as well he was injured wasn't he, he didn't he yeah. didn't feature at norwich covid as, as well yeah. Uh, Liam Bailey, Bertrand Traore, Marvellous Nakamba, all expected to be out uh, until the new year. Marvellous uh, actually had uh, his surgery, uh, which uh, Gerard says the surgeon is really happy with the operation and how it's gone. And now he'll be starting his recovery process and recovery plan. He's going to be missing for somewhere in the region of 12 weeks. If it is a fantastic rehab or it could be up to 16 weeks, make that 20 weeks. <laughs> it's Villa. In, in Villa time. <laughs> See you in May. So he concludes it will be somewhere in the middle of 12 to 16 weeks. That's a bit of a blow. Typical typical luck, really, because uh, he'd yeah. finally broken through and uh, he was uh, a first team member, legit. He was, one of, as, you know, as we said, he was one of the best performers under Gerard so far, I would say. 
Yeah, so uh, a blow for the player. Uh, Phoenix of the Flames, and now he's back in the Flames, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, in terms of the COVID situation, it did it did hint that uh, I mean, he did say, "As we stand, we're ready to play. We're preparing to play, and we're good to go." So it's obviously two sides to the coin. If Burnley have a, a big outbreak, I mean, I think both teams are waiting on a certain number of uh, PCR tests uh, as we record yep. this podcast. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, you know the Watford Leicester game uh, called off a couple of hours before the game. Now uh, you know Gerard's talking about uh, that. Obviously, there's you know the COVID concerns here, but player welfare is uh, because you know with players out, there's less players to play more games. So obviously, uh, player welfare becomes a thing. But you know, in terms of uh, the COVID situation, but you've also got to look at supporter welfare. You can't be cancelling games two hours before kickoff because. Uh, you know, away fans would have pl- paid money to go to those games, so they'll be out of pocket as well. So there needs to be some kind of uh, protocol in place because it just seems to be a bit random in terms of how many players need to be out before it's called off. Or well, it's you know, case by they say it's case by case, don't they? But that's you would surely think when it's when it's so, so sort of widespread, it's not like it's just happened to one team. It seems to be affecting every team to varying degrees. You need to have a sort of a standardised thing. Yeah, I mean, some managers are saying it's because some. Teams teams are playing and some aren't it kind of affects on the integrity of the league because you know there'll be teams playing catch-up which might compromise them later on in the season uh, it's uh, you know it's a hard one to call Liverpool played with three players out with Covid so uh, you know because I think in their case they just thought well this is a game against Newcastle we should be able to win without these players so yeah. uh, you know even though they're kind of key players yeah, I think if there's points on the board to be had, go and get them while you can. Yeah, because the kind of players that are out at the moment for us, uh, you know, if you're talking Davis, Sanson, El Ghazi. Yeah, your bench is depleted, but not your team. Yeah, we're playing, you know, Norwich and Burnley, no disrespect to them, but we, you would expect Villa to be the favourites in those ga- uh, games and be able to take care of business with uh, the players that are fit to us. I mean, our problem is injuries uh, rather than COVID at the moment, but, you know, that's been the uh, tale of the season since the start. Unfortunately, yeah, it seems, as you said, it's been the theme of the season. So, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that will, you know, the tide will turn on that thing, but who knows when. Uh, obviously, there was special praise for Ramsey after his ex- exploits in uh, midweek. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gerard very much saying he needs to just kn- knuckle down and focus on his game. Uh, Jacob needs to focus on his game, improving his game, and to keep trying to make those marginal gains around all his attributes. I can't see why he can't go all the way to the very top, and I'm talking about being a big player for Villa for many years, being a pillar and mainstay in this team. Without putting too much pressure on the kid, you can see him moving through the international age groups at speed. If he keeps consistency in his game, I think he can go all the way to the top, which is uh, big praise indeed from Gerard. Yep. That was the thing. We just needed the the evidence, the uh, the end product evidence that uh, that he's the real deal. We thought, is he just providing energy, the exuberance of youth and energy in that midfield? But if he's highly rated and he was keeping players out so he's obviously doing something big time on the training pitch yeah but with the uh the midfield as it is and what you expect from your midfield and you need goals from it as well this was what we were kind of uh waiting upon and he, he fluffed his lines a couple of times when he had uh good positions in the box in previous games well he's had about four or five big chances hasn't he through the season you think yeah you know there was the everton one there was, there was a couple at old trafford there was the one against leicester at villa park obviously there was one disallowed as well and- was that actually he probably scored the hardest opportunity he's had? 
cracking goal. Not many players that can score that goal against Norwich. So that yeah. that was like, wow, if that's the way you're going to announce yourself, fair play. And uh, there's no pressure now. And the, conf- <laughs> the confidence he'll, and the belief he'll take from it is great. And I think the, the confidence the team will take from it, that they'll, they'll trust, him, you know, trust him to give him the ball in, in those areas. No, exactly, because uh, as I was saying, most players uh, picking up the ball from there. I mean, you know, the last person potentially could do something from that position, uh, probably Grealish. Uh, Watkins potentially could run Maybe, at, yeah. run, run with, you know, four opposition yeah. players around for me, him. It was, it, was, it was more like a Watkins goal. There was almost an air of like Tony Daly about it, where he just got his head down and went. Because it yeah. wasn't like he sort of was like swerving between players he just he just went didn't he just carried the ball and was direct because there are some players in that situation where they see two uh opposition in front of them two behind them immediately behind them they would probably you know potentially check back to yeah. uh try and keep the ball keep the ball but uh give a bit of time for uh players to come up in support yeah he just went on his own it's it like yeah fuck that i'm going for this so uh, hats off. That was a that was a great moment actually, and and the uh, second goal was good as well. You know, you know, Chuck Maweka did really well on the left hand side. Really great first touch, great ball in, and Watkins couldn't miss. And it and it, and it is important that these players are, are coming to the party because it's yeah. all right. You know, you get there's a sentimentality about youth, about you know, oh, play the kids when you know trouble times are hard. Play the kids, or uh, but ultimately they've got to produce or else there's, there's no room for sentiment here you've got to be winning games and you've got to be improving but the good thing is that it's just you've got legit players two extra legit players here that contribute when they play and when a team uh, is going through a Christmas period where the games come thick and fast when the when there's COVID in the air taking out uh, players uh, and limiting you know what you've got on the bench to actually have two they're almost like bonus signings essentially stepping up and becoming real uh, players that can mix it in the first team first 11 then uh, this puts us in good uh, stead well it's, it's good to know that we've got players across the squad now that are all they've all had moments even if like it's all to varying degrees you know but you've got players like Sanson who are just starting to flicker a little bit into life you've had Nakamba sort of come from the the, you know, the periphery. We've still got, you know, Bailey, Traore, Al Ghazi, who've all got, you know, attributes that you'd look forward to seeing. You've got Trezeguet, all these guys who can come back into the team and improve us as a squad and have just, just variety and options. But I think yeah. right now it's just about we've got probably a good first team and then the bench, you'd imagine for Burnley, if that game goes ahead, it's going to be very young. You know, you'd expect to see like Eric Bonham and Philogene Bidace and these kind of guys on the bench yeah. potentially have to come on and do something. Speaking of the Burnley game, uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, Burnley, people are writing them off for uh, relegation. Uh, I mean, they're not really kind of helping themselves uh, in their position at the moment with only one win. But uh, a closer investigation, uh, in the last six games, the form guide, Villa are actually third in the, in the form table, uh, based over the last six games. Burnley are, are kind of mid-table uh, that one win has actually come in the last six games and they've drawn four of the last six games as well. So they've only taken one l- loss and they've got a positive goal difference. So they over the last six games, they are, they are 11th. So that suggests uh, the broad strokes of that is they are st- realising their predicament and now starting to at least become hard to beat to uh, start the process of reversing and, and uh, you know, hopefully for them getting out of the situation. And, you know, they're no, I mean, they're in the bottom three, but they're not cut off by any means at the moment. I mean, Watford are still uh, keeping every everybody game, and Burnley have actually got two games uh, on most teams down there in the bottom uh, six yeah, or seven. Yeah, they haven't played for a little while, have they? Obviously, with their last two have been um, postponed. Yeah. So they haven't actually played for a while. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So they're always, I mean, they're always tough to beat uh, in, in terms of historically. And of course, our last our last uh, game against them was a bit of a disaster. Yeah, the 3-2. Yeah. And the last game at Villa Park was, uh, well, we've, we've drawn the last, uh, well, we haven't beaten them uh, for a while in their last how many visits I think the last one oh we beat them in the League Cup was it four I think it's four games yeah we beat them in the League Cup in 2010 but then I think the last home win against them I think was the 5-2 which was in the same same year well yeah yeah, same year yeah the season before same year though so uh, (laughs) it's over 10 years yeah so they they, we haven't beaten them in the last three games and uh, and, you know that's over the space of a decade uh, since we last had any joy against them but again hopefully as we said in the Villa Minute routine wins this would be classed as one that you would hope to get one if we are of a certain level now I think so I think so. Certainly, if you know, if if the team looks as it probably should do, it's it should still be strong enough to get the to get get over the line. And it's important that they do because you you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, if this game goes ahead, you you still don't know if those Christmas fixtures are going to happen. You would lean towards them probably more likely not happening. But yeah, it's it's you know you want this game to happen because you want to get the points on the board and yeah. uh, because you could be in a situation as long as you're getting the points in the board and you you know Villa potentially win this and they're starting to get a the conversation of European places actually becomes a reality and if teams around you challenging for those places places have got fixtures that are starting to stack up because of had games called off for COVID, then suddenly uh, the advantage swings to uh, Villa. So hopefully uh, they can tighten up in terms of the uh, the whole COVID situation. It is kind of tricky because, you know, players get colds and stuff. So what do you do? Do you uh, isolate them straight away just to be safe before, you know, the, the tests come back? It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky thing to it's juggle. It's going to be a, a stressful few weeks or indeed months through this, you know, the, the dark winter months for the you know, the medical staff at Bardemore Heath, I'd have thought. Yeah, and then, you, you know, you hear reports that quarter of all uh, EFL players aren't vaccinated, which, uh, while it's everybody's choice, uh, it's also uh, a 
their choice to get paid a lot of money to play football. And uh, one of the, the things, obviously, is you don't want to catch COVID if you're a footballer because uh, the impact as well as yourself, it's on the team and then on the supporters as well who are going to going to see it. And I think whether you're vaccinated or not will become a, an issue in terms of the transfer window. Well, Gerard had said that. Yeah. Gerard had already said that. It's not necessarily a defining factor in when, you know, when you're buying a player, but it's certainly something you have to look at. Because, you know, this isn't necessarily... Uh, you know, it's all right saying this is, you know, it's all about choice or whatever, but it's also about the choice that you need to buy players that are going to give you value for your investment. If they're not, if they're out because of COVID and they're out longer because they're not vaccinated, then why buy that player? You know, it's uh, it's just the way it is. So anybody who's uh, anti-vaxxer out there, you know, sorry, but that's the, the truth of the matter. Unfortunately for Phil Shaw, we never did buy Chris Wood. He has scored four goals in the past five league starts against Villa. Um, I'd imagine he would line up. Uh, Burnley pretty much playing a 4-4-2, are they not? Uh, I believe so, yeah. They definitely, they normally have like a... It's kind of effective, isn't it? It's Yeah, it's, that's exactly the word for teams like Burnley. Yeah, they play the way they play, but they do what they do quite well. And they don't sort of, they, don't, they, haven't, they haven't been one of these teams who are direct, but then try and play football, you know, like when Stoke did. And it's sort of, you know, they sacked Pulis, tried to play pretty passing football and the whole thing fell apart. Yeah, and They kind of embrace who they are. And you, you kind of have to respect that, which is why they often don't end up in trouble for the relegation, because they can they are a team that can fight their way out of trouble, especially at home. Yeah, now they've lost once in the last seven uh, league games. That suggests this isn't going to be a, a walk in the park uh, by any means. And uh, we may have to stay patient. I mean, an early goal would be fantastic in, you know, when you're playing somebody like Burnley because then they have to uh, come out to get something. So I'm, I'm sure uh, Gerard's team will start fast against them in the hope that they can uh, get that and uh, not not allow Burnley to uh, settle and you know start to frustrate Villa and also the Villa Park crowd. Uh, key stats. The one I was going with was that Burnley have actually dropped 14 points from winning positions this season compared to five at the same, same stage last year. So they are not exactly what you'd call solid at the back or resilient. Is that up there with what Villa have been dropping? Probably, in the, <laughs> certainly in the calendar year, yeah. I'd imagine that probably equates to, uh, to our one, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, that, that's, uh, that's kind of good news. Although I think the... They haven't actually scored in 311 minutes either, apparently. Haven't they? Oh, in don't the league, say no. things like that. Yeah, sorry. You know what happens. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm more uh, looking at the fact that they've become uh, decidingly tough to beat uh, over the last uh, six, well, six, seven games. Yeah, you, you certainly wouldn't expect it to be a you know an end-to-end sort of barnstorming game of pretty football. No, but I think you know with with Mings and Konza, you, you would hope you've got enough to to uh, deal with their aerial threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously don't want to give away too many cheap set pieces uh, around no. uh, you know around our box. But I think as long as you know the likes of Buendia, Watkins, Ings. Um, again, stay clear of any COVID, then uh, I think we've got enough up front to deal with them. Yeah, agreed. As, and, you know, we've got Martinez in the back four as long as that's in place. Yeah. That's, that should be enough to deal with Burnley. It'd be an interesting one, I suppose, because obviously Norwich as well, it's the first of the games we've had really under Gerrard where you'd probably expect us to have a lot more of the ball. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see, especially at Villa Park where, you've, you know, the onus is on you to kind of go out and 
win the game. Yeah, and this is uh, where you hopefully see why we've bought Buendia, because this is one of those where he's the man who hopefully has the key to unlock doors like uh, Burnley's organised defensive rigid setup. Yeah. And... We've been out of possession in a lot of these games. And, uh, you know, this is where people go, oh, Buendia is too lightweight. Well, he's actually a player for us when we're in possession, not out of possession. Although he's, I think he's pretty nippy uh, in terms of closing down and pressing. Uh, he, he's certainly got better, hasn't he? He gets around. Got better over the last few weeks, yeah. He gets around really quickly because he's, he's very, I think he's very quick over that, like, that first five yards. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, he hasn't got that real sort of steam train pace, has he? He's kind of, he's, he's just sort of nippy and kind of. Yeah. Um, short little bursts as opposed to, you know, just hit the ball and run types like you know, Leon Bailey speed. Yeah, he's quite good at winning the ball back as you know, as soon as he kind of loses it, just because he is nippy over that first five yards. But uh, yeah, he hopefully this is a game for him. Right, we like to finish off the show with the question of uh, who are we poaching if we had to buy uh, one of the uh, opposition's players to uh, solidify our uh, first eleven? Who are you going for, L- L- Lowton or uh, Westwood? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Phoenix from the Flames. To be honest with you, I'm going to go with uh, maybe not necessarily what we need, but I'm I'm still not overly impressed with, with that we got rid of Heaton. So I'm actually going to go with Nick Pope because I, re- I really like him as a goalkeeper. I think he'd be a great number two and he'd actually be a good number one anyway. But yeah. um, he's, he's a goalkeeper I've got a lot of time for. I think he's a really good goalkeeper. Probably should be playing at a bigger club, but he's, you know, he's playing games where he is and he's the main man there. So I think he's a good player. Maybe Tarkowski you'd have as a sort of a backup option, but I wouldn't play him over the two guys we've got. Dwight McNeil, no. people have sort of talked about a few times as an option, but... I think they've got a lot of players that uh, they would strengthen your matchday squad as opposed to necessarily your first 11. Yeah, agreed. I mean, even, you know, we joked about uh, Phil Shaw always wanted a Burnley striker to come off yeah, the bench. Rodriguez and someone like that. Yeah, or even Woods. And, you know, one of those in your match day squad actually could make sense in certain uh, certain games. But yeah. uh, I think Tartkowski and Pope actually uh, lifts your match day squad in terms of uh, just making it solid, I think. I think Tarkowski's probably more solid. He certainly played a lot more games in the Premier League than Hawes and Twanzebe. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, Newcastle will be trying to buy him uh, in the January window. I think a Burnley will price them out the market. And I think Tarkowski, if he's looking for a move, I think he'll wait till the summer because he doesn't really want to be going to Newcastle and then slipping down a division. Uh, no. Because, you know, if he's still got designs on England, it's not really going to work well. But mentioning Loughton and uh, Westwood, they're, I mean, they are uh, key players for uh, Burnley. Yeah. They're just very steady, aren't they? Westwood's the top assist man uh, this season for them on three. Loughton's second, joint second with Tarkowski on uh, two assists. So uh, it's interesting if, you know, Westwood's in the team now. It, I mean, he's a similar level, isn't he, to, to Sanson in terms... I mean, when you say maybe. San, Sanson maybe. may be better, but, you know, at Westwood, least Westwood's going to turn up. Yeah. You know what you're going to get from Westwood. You're going to get six out of ten minimum. And at least he's there, uh, which is a starter. Yeah. I mean, Loughton, uh, I think we were a bit pissed off that he left. I mean, because uh, he did have end product at the other, uh, other end of the pitch, something that we're still waiting from cash uh, because yeah. that was the real buy of cash was what he could add to us dynamically on, on the right-hand side going forward. And we haven't really yeah. seen that. He's been a bit wayward at times. But defensively, he gives you a lot of effort. And, uh, you know, he's been a, a real trooper this season when other players uh, perhaps haven't come to the party, especially early yes. doors. 
And that Loughton goal at Stoke, you know, those those years ago was still probably oh, yeah. one of the best goals. It's absolutely unbelievable strike. It was a good goal against Swansea as well. Yeah, wasn't the it? goalie kind yeah. of dived around the ball. It was a weird one. That was the Stoke one was just unbelievable. And it was a massive goal, wasn't it, at the time? It was pretty much the goal that kept us up that season. Oh, yes, next level. You never expect something like that from a from a fullback. Right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, just a shout out to uh, Free Trade for supporting the show, the uh, commission free investment app. If you want to uh, start thinking about long term investments in 2022, then Free Trade is a way you can. Start building a share portfolio without actually paying commission, and it's all easily run from uh, their mobile app. They're actually uh, branching off into Europe now, so there'll be a slow rollout of all different European stocks as well to uh, add to the choice. So if you want to join a million other users, uh, go to freetrade.io slash moms, M-O-M-S, and you will also uh, get a free share between the value of £3 and £200. As with all investments, uh, your capital is at risk and your the value of your portfolio can go up as well as down. But uh, do go to freetrade.io stroke moms and you get a free share at least to get things rocking and rolling for 2022 thank you very much to the patrons the shout outs that i did in the last show that we didn't actually uh, release i will redo them in the next main show but uh, thank you very much for supporting the show if you want to uh, it's going to be a rejig for 2022 so please do go to uh, the myomansaid.com website to uh, sign up and get access to match club and uh the backlog of uh, extra podcasts that are coming your way as 2022 starts. Uh, go to my and click on the patron link to uh, sign up there and get ready for the next phase of My Old Man Said Patrons. All right, any final words before we disappear? Well, I mean, touch wood, the game goes ahead. And, and frankly, at this point, who knows what the score is going to be in terms of Chelsea, Leeds and, and beyond. Yeah, I think I think we're all venturing into the unknown, or maybe we're not venturing into the unknown. Maybe it's the inevitable, but we, we shall see over the next. It should be an interesting week. Yeah, and of course, there's more important things than football. So uh, stay safe out there. Yes, absolutely. And uh, don't take any unnecessary risks, or don't be reckless. Uh. No, and 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 also for for those uh, who join us in Match Club, I'll probably do a Monday night sort of a festive soiree for those who want to come and just generally tie off the year before we all go our separate ways for Christmas so those who want to join us feel free and uh, as I mentioned earlier on the double header uh, Christmas special will be out Uh, I'll be uh, editing that on uh, well starting to edit it on the next flight I have to take Uh, again thank you very much for listening and until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.